Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Gotta have it. We've got everybody's favorite teacher in the house. It's Monday, so you know what that means. Time for Nick Canepa's report card. Professor Canepa yeah, in the house. He's here. How's it going? Nice seeing you again. Oh, it's good to be seen. <laughs> yeah, especially here on Padres Social Hour. Uh, brought to us, as always, by Pacifico. Uh, before we get to the grades, you've been around as long as anybody in this town. Any particular Tony Gwynn story on this, what would have been his oh 56th God, birthday? I, there's hundreds. Of, I mean, I, t- I, I literally talked to Tony hundreds of times. I, I was saying earlier, I, I never went to a game that I was working that I didn't didn't talk to Tony before the game. I mean, it just it was an automatic thing. I didn't. I've known him from the first day he stepped on campus at San Diego State on a basketball scholarship. Tony did not play. The basketball coach, Tim Vesey, wouldn't allow him to play baseball his, his freshman year. And, uh, and Tony and Tony, I, still holds the all-time San Diego State assist record. Yep. And I covered the Clippers in 1981-82 when they drafted Tony. And t- basketball was Tony's first love. And and uh, and he, you know, he obviously made the right choice. Yeah, I think baseball worked out okay. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I he started. He would have started on that Clipper team, and he might have led the league in assists. Nick, when did when did you realize he was going to be a Hall of Fame caliber baseball player? Because you saw him from the beginning. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, Tony didn't play much baseball in college. I mean, he he'd, he'd come out after basketball season and play. And back then, Jim Dietz was playing 150. Base- These guys were playing like 80 games. <laughs> and, and, and Tony was, you know, Tony was good, but if he was that good. He wouldn't have been drafted in the third round. He wasn't a good outfielder. You know that. I mean, he, he, came, out of, he came out of college not being a very good outfielder, and he made himself into a, into a gold glover. Um, but... I think it was in 84, I think. I mean, he always could hit, but I think in 84. Right. Really his coming out party yeah. of a season, yeah. Uh, uh, no, he'll, he'll always be Mr. Padre uh, to anybody, and especially you know, folks he like you. He told me, I, you know, I asked him, I, I'd ask him crazy things all the time. So you hit, what would you hit in cores? He said four, 400 times. <laughs> right, yeah, or with the, with the shift that you love so much today, and he might have hit 850 And he was there. convinced, absolutely convinced, that he would hit 400 that year 
in '94. He was convinced. Yeah. Well, he turned it on in that second half. But all do right. So let's get to. I want to get to today's. Uh, <laughs> no, just say, remember yeah. the debates that he and Ted Williams have about having to hit for more power, and, and Tony could hit for power when he, he wanted to. I mean, people take that for granted. Ted used to get on yeah. him. He said, you gotta, you got to start swinging <laughs> yeah, for some more, swing the fences more, yeah. Um, all right, uh, Nick, we're, we're already a little bit late, so I'm going to – I was giving your grades actually ahead of time today so that I could prepare for your arrival. And there are actually two that I agree with pretty much spot on, so we're not going to spend too much time on them. It's uh, the pitching and the coaching. I think I'm with you 100%, so why don't you give us those grades quickly? Uh, pitching, I gave a B. Uh, I was a good uh, – you know, Ray and, and Pomerantz and – and Vargas were outstanding. I mean, I, Shields it, is still having problems uh, with the long ball. True. Now, I on mean, the whole, yeah, the staff, a 2.71 ERA, but they're still giving up a lot of base right. runners. It's mostly good, but and I'm good with the pitching staff there. had the best ERA over the last nine days of any team in Major League Baseball, well, so that's well, not I, too bad. I gave him yeah. a B. No, I'm with you on yeah, that. I'm, I'm just There's wondering nothing wrong with a B. A B's fine. No. I, in high school, I would I would have cut off my arm to get a B. <laughs> I'm saying when, B, you, when yeah. you beat Noah Syndergaard and you beat Jacob right. DeGrom, I mean, they had yeah. a good well, I'm just thinking maybe a B plus. I think they had a good okay. week. All right, yeah, coaching. Coaching, I, I gave uh, a B plus because because unlike Scan, I think I think they should have sent the guy home yesterday. John Jay in the eighth inning. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm sitting next to my son. He says, "Well, they're going to have the bases loaded, nobody out." And I said, "These are the Padres. They aren't going to score." See, that's what I was talking about because everyone said the fans. It's just automatically a defeatist attitude. But you thought maybe hold it up because you're because the uh, everything was set up to to work out that way. Exactly. You got a hard hit ball to a left fielder and he's charging. He's coming on hard. The ball gets the left fielder before your base runner has even hit third base. It's difficult to to send that guy in that situation. Regard. I mean, if you got the seven eight, you know, six seven eight guys. I mean, maybe. You know, with, with an out already, and you don't feel like somebody's going to be able to hit a sacrifice fly, but with nobody out, I'm sorry, i got to take my chances. I can't run into an out right there. I had a premonition, Scan. What was they that? They weren't going to score. That's only happened a few hundred times We've in the had last clairvoyant <laughs> Bill on the show. Maybe we have <laughs> clairvoyant Canapa now. Hit the ball somewhere. Now That's this, all I'm asking. Now this, uh, I agree with the grade, but I wanted to combat you on a story that you wrote. Let's go to the defense here. The defensive okay. grade has a been... A minus on the defense. Yeah, defense has been okay. really good, but... I read your story, your column, about the shift and being very anti-shift. Right, I am. You said it's a product of the neutered sabermetricians, if I'm not mistaken, That's right? That's right. <laughs> but, so I want to ask you this, because the shift, I'm a big fan of it. I don't, I don't like it aesthetically as a fan, but if you're trying to win baseball games, it's been proven that it works. Well, the I'm Padres, who were terrible defensively last year, I'm not are leading the league in DRS this the, year. For using the shift. No, no, I'm, I'm okay with the grade. No, I'm okay with the grade. But in terms of the philosophy of the shift, I'm all I can tell you defense. is I would rather watch a great defensive play rob a guy of a base hit than a base hit than a than a what would have been a sure base hit being a ground ball in the short right field. I, I'm sorry, I, I don't like the shift. A lot of people do, and that's fine. I what I, would you what would you do? What would How I do, do you get rid of it? How do you, you outlaw? You just it? don't allow it. You don't allow you you keep two people on each side of the base. Isn't you you would actually make a rule that you Absolutely. can't do it? Isn't the best thing about baseball, though, that you can, it can last forever, you can stand wherever you want, it's a free-flowing game. Did you game. see Andy Green's quote? Did you Which see one? Andy Green's he says quote? a lot of things. Andy Green says it's, it's going to eliminate some guys from hitting 300 forever. Yeah. yeah. The bad hitter, the yeah. guy that can't control the bat. And you it's guys, gonna, it's you a, being it's a, a pitcher, yeah. you get guys out 70-some-odd percent of the time anyway. Yeah. No, because and guys, because hitters are dumb and they're hitting into the shift as opposed to saying, "Oh, I got a big hole on well the left side. Let me just slap the you ball." You think Cespedes is coming up and saying, "Well, I better, I better." No, some of those guys, 
shouldn't make the adjustment, obviously. But I, I think what we see now are fewer and fewer guys that can actually handle a bat. And I think part of it is because they grew up in an era where who have they been watching yeah, for the previous era? it was all sluggers and home runs. A yeah. bunch of PED guys that were getting paid to hit home runs. And I think it, it was a lost it's art a in terms of being able to handle a bat. It's a cyclical sport. I think this yeah. may get kids now batting against it to combat it. And then it takes the shift away. I think it's just natural. There It'll are still PED guys out there. As oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's go to the offense. We've got to get moving here. Uh, I, I disagree with your grade on this. But maybe not for the reason you think. What would you give the offense this week? A C. I think for once, Nick, I think you're too generous. I would have graded them lower. Because <laughs> this is a team that's still, uh, I mean, I have all the stats here. They're striking out the most in Major League Baseball. All this great pitching is getting wasted. They only had three runs a game on average this week. They get the guys in scoring position but can't really drive them in. The average is good with runners in scoring position, but the actual runs are still low. I would have gone like a D, D plus, I think. Well, I mean, and I took into a little bit of consideration who they were playing against. Those are some pretty good guys they were playing against. The Mets against. pitchers. Amen, Nick, yeah. Uh, one thing we failed to mention with the defense is teams leading the majors in the fewest defensive runs allowed. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, no, Compared especially to last for last year. year oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I look at I, I have fun watching Alexi Ramirez over at shortstop. Yeah, I mean, so I've, do had, I. I've had a great time watching him play, and we've seen Matt Kemp make some nice plays. Uh, running and these guys, the and, well, at least two of the starting infielders out. Yep. Right, yeah, we've got to wait and see. Solarte and Spanish yeah. are coming back. But I think the offense still has a lot to be desired. I so think even a C well, is generous for them. Well, I, 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 I think C's okay because here, here's my counteract to that is basically, look, there were some clutch hits. They didn't get a ton of hits, but like you said, against some of the pitching staffs they faced in the last, especially the Mets, you know what? You come up with the base hit when you need it, and you drive a couple of runs in, even though you don't have the average. I, th I thought there were some good at-bats during, during that series. Yeah, I still think they've got a lot of work to do. But oh, pretty good at short cards. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying it wasn't all – it was the first winning week that the Padres have had since we've started this segment. So I think, yeah, they're starting to impress you, you're Professor. you're giving them a D. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you should be ashamed. You're rubbing that. off on me now, all this negativity, this, this pessimistic wow. rating. Thank you, Nick, for swinging by. We'll see Great you again next time. week. That's brought to you by Pacifico, a rich lager born in Mazatlan, brought home by surfers, now waiting to be discovered by you. Discover Pacifico. We'll have a weather update from Wrigley Field when we come back and get you previewed for tonight's game between the Padres and the Cubs. Don't go anywhere. This is Padres Social Hour. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.